Interest, a conversation which is taking place between a man and a woman. Incidentally, she is the only woman in the room. These two are sitting on chairs on the dais or platform. It's quite a low platform, really, not more than a foot high. I say they're watching the conversation, because I'm sure that unless one happens to be in the very front row, it isn't possible to catch more than a word here or there. The man on the platform doesn't call for any particular remark. At least, I don't know. It is rather funny about him. He is evidently just one of the audience who has been invited up, as it were, and I've usually seen him a few times before in the body of the room. But the thing is that once a man has spent the evening on the platform, he never appears again. Now we come to the lady. I must tell you about her, even at the risk of boring you because she's the central figure, so to speak. She is very beautiful, almost too beautiful to be respectable. In fact, if one didn't actually know. However, when I say respectable, I don't mean she would faint clean away if anyone said damn, but one would hesitate before digging her in the ribs on short acquaintance. As far as I can tell, she's on the tall side and very graceful. I've never seen her standing up. She looks as though she could dance well. By dance, I mean waltz, of course. She has lovely copper-coloured hair, and she's had the sense not to cut it off. She apparently believes in looking like a woman and not like an ungainly boy. Most unfashionable, but then you must remember that this is a dream. She's usually dressed in a simple black evening frock and a hat. The hat is rather of the, I think it's called the turban type. It's a little difficult to describe. It's got a sort of aspray, no osprey, thing that points backwards and downwards, rather like the tail of a comet does. I think Miss Lily Elsie wore something like that in The Merry Widow, if she doesn't mind my dragging her in. When I say she's wearing a simple black frock, I mean one of those simple little frocks which you can pick up anywhere for fifty or sixty guineas, and it's never the same dress twice. If I could only draw... I could earn a couple of thousand a year by making sketches of them. They aren't quite like the things you see about just now, but they may be fashionable some day. Who knows? While she's sitting down, she isn't having a perpetual struggle to make her skirt cover her knees. Not that I've any quarrel with knees, qua knees, but those rows of bony excrescences which stick out at you in the tube. Well, surely some of them might be left to the imagination. In fact, if things go on as they're doing now, one won't want an imagination at all, and then what? And while we're on the subject of horrors, I'm sure she would never wear bolshy boots. She wouldn't flaunt her political opinions to that extent, whatever they were. Quite apart from that, she wouldn't have to wear such things because her ankles are perfect. I won't refer to light-coloured stockings, because they, well, de mortui. To go back to the lady's hat for a moment, I must confess that it rather beats me why she is wearing one at all. That is, because she must be in her own house. You can tell that from the way she behaves. I mean, that she's obviously acting as hostess, and her manner is a treat to watch. She sits quietly in her chair, without looking as though she'd been spilt in it, and she doesn't fidget. She hasn't any of those irritating little affectations which one so often sees. She doesn't drag out a repair outfit every two minutes and plaster a lot of stuff on her face. Perhaps she doesn't have to. 
I don't believe she'd even powder her nose in public. In fact, I'm quite sure she wouldn't. Oh, I know that on this subject I'm only a locust crying in the wilderness, but it is refreshing to see anyone who isn't ashamed of her complexion. I've mentioned before that the conversation, or whatever it is, between the good lady and the man on the platform is so quiet that I've never been able to hear her voice. But there's no doubt in my mind that it's the kind that anyone vulgar, who wished to be extra offensive, would describe as a refined voice. But he wouldn't be there, so it doesn't matter. I've racked my brains trying to imagine what on earth they can be talking about for such a long time. In the early part, she seems to be asking questions and getting very deferential answers. Perhaps she's applying some form of test. Later on, it's more as though she is giving information or instructions, and he just puts in a word here or there.